Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Greetings in the name that is above every name. That is the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We greet you. Amen. And we thank God for you. Welcome to another episode of the Impact Conference here on TalkShoot. want to say amen. Happy New Year's to all of you, amen, who we have not talked to this year, giving God praise, honor, and glory for the second, amen, Sunday in this new year. We're just so grateful and so thankful that the Lord has blessed us to be here. Got a great, 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 great subject matter for us tonight. And uh, I want to, amen, really, really spend some time in here. I didn't get four last week, but I'm better this week, amen, than I was last week. And so I thank God uh, for what he has done. We want to welcome all of our guests, amen. We just give you praise, honor, and glory for being a part of, amen, what God is going to do. Let me just say this, amen, in coming in, that uh, the Lord is going to bless us mightily, amen, and we just give God praise on his glory tonight. We're going to, amen, go in prayer in a minute, but we're going to be talking about tonight uh, models of leadership. And we'll be talking about models of leadership. One of the things that uh, I want to really put out there when we talk about models of leadership, we need to know what type of leadership uh, model are we looking at, amen. So that's something that we all have to, amen, be able to look at, be able to look to. So we're going to deal with models of leadership. In reference to that, we want to be talking about um, God, types of leadership that you should look at. You know, one we talked about last week, uh, the model that deserves to follow. You know, there, there are some people who are in leadership that are not good models, and, and because of that sometimes, you know, they don't deserve a following. And, you know, there are people that are following them, but they're not, good or mo- they're not a good model, excuse me, to follow. And we have to be very careful when we start looking at leaders. We want to look at leaders that are models that we would like to at least uh, follow or look at some of the attributes, attributes and characteristics of that leader, and uh, and be able to uh, say, you know what, this is a positive person. This is the type of leader I would like to be, on, so forth and so on. So we talked about that. Now tonight, we're going to deal with uh, the uh, the leader's life. Amen. The leader's lifestyle models something you want to follow. Last week we talked about does the leader deserve a following. Now tonight we're going to talk about does the leader's lifestyle, amen, have a following. You look at the leader, you look at their lifestyle, or is that someone you want to follow? And so we're going to deal with that, amen, tonight. And we want to deal with it in a way that you can, amen, be able to see what God is doing in and through our midst. So with that being said, let's go to the phone. Great Father, we thank you tonight. We praise you tonight. We honor you tonight, God. And as we come before you, we look to you tonight to open our hearts and our minds to receive this amen and grafted word concerning models of leadership. Leadership models. And when we look at models, I know you look at replicas, you look at uh, various attributes, but what we're looking at is the individual, that person that's on display. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, Father, we just thank you right now that you are, amen, able to see it to our heart and our mind, that you bless us and keep us and lead us and guide us into all truths. Father, I give you praise, honor, and glory right now. 
in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Kind of got carried away. My mind, amen, went into the spirit. The Lord was dealing with me. But we look at models as not being replicas of different, amen, aspects. But we look at models as being individuals who portraits display what you would like to see in yourself as a leader or a man and what you would like to see in your leader. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Amen. Uh, and that may be in, in the sense, in the lifestyle that a leader should have, Reverend Jenkins. And, you know, the reason why we're laying this out tonight because, you know, we look at leaders, we follow leaders, and, you know, sometimes we have to be able to look at the model of the leader that we're following. Uh, we want to be able to look at it, and, and we're going to go into amen, into the text tonight. But right before, I just want to look at, you know, we talk, we talk about the model lifestyle, the model lifestyle of the leader, you know, credibility. Let's, let's talk about it tonight, glory to God, because, you know, sometimes we have to look at the lifestyle of the leader to determine the credibility. And so Reverend Jenkins gets three, four, five, amen, and my host of Louisiana and Northern Mississippi. Let's talk about this tonight. Let's talk about credibility when it comes down to model leadership. And let me just say this to each and every one of you all tonight, that there has to be, and I pray to God that you are taking consideration that there has to be credibility in the model lifestyle of leadership. You know, some people say integrity, but there has to be credibility. Let's talk about it tonight. Louisiana, you on the phone line? Who am I speaking with? Uh, good evening, Bishop. This is Sister Anderson. All right, Sister Anderson. I don't know if you're in working or you are able to talk, but what, no, let's I, talk about it. I couldn't hear you. Come back. I'm able to talk. Okay. We're talking about model leadership, model lifestyle, looking at credibility. And I'm going to share some things tonight, but let's talk about this because, you know, uh, you know, in the day and time that we're living in right now, people just know insult to anyone, but people have a tendency to follow anyone, not Amen. looking at anything that is pertinent to what they see that they would want to, amen, follow uh, what attributes or, you know, whatever. But everybody's going to follow someone. But we're talking about leadership, quality, model leadership, positive leadership, leadership that helps people's lives get better, lead people out of darkness into the marvelous light. Let's talk about model leadership, especially credibility. What do you have to say tonight to that? Well, um, when I look for a model in a leader, I look for sturdiness. Uh, and, with that, and with that, I'm looking for knowing the word of God. I'm looking for... Um, reliability, and that is, uh, in, in essence, what I'm saying is are to walk the walk. Uh, I look for durability, and are you able to continue? Uh, it, it's kind of hard when you've been under a leader that is a teaching ministry to kind of be led astray, and I, I look at a model as a as a vehicle, because it has to be reliable, it has to be sturdy, and it has to be able to get you get you to where you need to go. So um, I look at those characteristics in a leader, because you know you have to be you have to have a it has to be a standard and a sturdy foundation, which is like the base of an automobile. And then exactly. you're going to have to have the tires, which are going to keep you in motion, which is the word of God that you're going to continue to roll in. And then once you, the brakes is going to stop you where there are errors in your life that you're going to correct where you can line up to go straight into that straight and narrow path. Amen? Yes, and that's true. That's, that is true. And I want to really bring that out when we talk about Sisters and bring things up that are attributes or characteristics of Reverend Jenkins is also, you know, using uh, uh, personal uh, personalities such as Dr. King and, and Reverend Graham as being considered model leaders. And, you know, when we start looking at model leaders, and I want everyone else when I come in to, to really take this under consideration, when we look at the life uh, of the model leader, 
and we talked about in the aspect of credibility, you know, what do you see in this leader that makes you want to follow him or follow her? What do you see in Because these are model leaders. There has to be something that you see in them that would make you want to follow him or her. And when you start looking at model leadership and leadership models that are displayed before you, they're just certain characteristics, attributes that attract you to that leader that makes you want to follow them, that somehow you feel the value and the worth of connecting to them enhance the quality and the value of your life, you know, and, and, and so forth and so on. So we're, we're really dealing with a very crucial subject matter here tonight, model leadership. So let's talk about it. Uh, you know, when we look at that aspect of it, amen, let me go, amen. Uh, let me just say this, amen, to Addison. You can't hear me now, but Reverend Jenkins, amen, uh, amen, said a nice analogy about the automobile, and you're absolutely right. And I think it is, amen, a great analogy. Amen. Northern Mississippi, Apostle, uh, Evangelist Hayden, let's talk about model leadership. Let's, let's talk about it when we look at the life of the leader that we see before us and that type of model that we see before them, and we have to ask ourselves the question, what is it uh, in this leader? What is it that we see that would make us want to follow him or her? Talk to me. Uh, good evening, everyone, and good evening to you as well, Bishop. Uh, uh, in the absence of my wife, who's, she's uh, resting. Uh, okay. She just come from laying her cousin to rest. Amen. Um, one of the things I'm going I'm to hold on to uh, that I look at, uh, personality. I believe okay. if a person has a personality, uh, a soft personality will draw a lot of people. But also in retrospect to drawing a lot of people, a soft personality will allow you, uh, it, it, it will allow that person that's a leader to also not be fooled by all the people, the attention that he or she is getting. But I believe that the personality is the key. Uh, I use my uncle as an example. He's a pastor. And, uh, you know, like I say, I've been knowing him all my life. And I can truly say that I have watched him from when I was little and, and the time that I had to be a partaker in his life to where he had control of me, you know, as in spending time with me, shall I say. Uh, I, I've never really seen a variation that, difference between the time before he was uh, living just the, the American life, the natural life, in other words, the norm, before he became a minister. And now that he's a minister, I can truly say that I've never seen his personality weigh from one way to another to where I can say, oh, he used to be like that or he used to be like this. I can truly say that I've never seen him just his, the balance of his life and personality I, I, uh, you know that I've admired that all my life as being a child, and even till today. So I, I look at personality. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And I mean, there are certain character traits that deal with personality that people admire, and that's something that you know is a model in personality. You know, but you know, like I'm saying, in all aspects, you know, if you follow someone, you know, as a subordinate, as a follower, as a disciple, you know, there has to be reason. What is it? You know, people just don't walk in churches and join churches. They join churches based on leadership. They connect to churches based on leadership. Let me just kind of bring it more relevant to home and where I'm going in relationship to leadership, you know, in relationship to leadership and auxiliary leadership and you know, subordinate leaderships down the line, people follow people based on that particular credibility of character that they see in, in that individual, whether it be male or female, that would make them want to follow them. There has to be something that they see of value that they desire or want or feel, amen, comfortable, amen, being in front of, being around, so forth and so on. So, you know, we think about these things, you know, 
you know, there has to be something that we discover in that individual that says, hey, you know what, this kind of person, you know, and I'll be honest with you, most people come to this ministry that I pastor because of my not only teaching again, but primarily my straight father. You know, very frank with and very straightforward down the road. Olympic teaching, great teaching, but you know, a lot of people just like straightforward teaching. They like the straightforward ministry. So, you know, that's you know, that's something that a lot of people like. Now, does that fit everybody? No. That's why everybody's not there. You know, and so, you know, uh, that's why they follow. So that's something that we have to look at, and I pray as we go further into the life lesson that we will begin to really look at this. In fact, uh, we'll kind of look at a couple of things that I I want to show you, and then we'll come back, amen, and um, uh, close out. Thank you, Apostle. Let me just go down the line right quick, amen. You know, we're down and you on the phone line. What am I speaking with tonight? Louisiana, can you hear me? Hi, this is Thomas. All right, so Thomas, what do you have to say about model leadership? Um, good evening. Um, my statement on model leadership uh, determined credibility. One thing I look for in a leader, uh, high standards, uh, that their standards are high than their followers, uh, higher than the, uh, their followers. I look for I look for leaders that set the bar high that the, the uh, followers can um can uh reach uh their lever or supersede the lever that the uh, leader is on. Uh, so that's what I look for in a leader that has very high standard that sets the bar high because the high the bar you set. Uh, for uh, for individuals, uh, most times uh, they are very successful in whatever they accomplish to do. So I look for high standards uh, when I'm looking for leaders. Uh, any leader, I see what standards that they have, and they if they standards are below my standards, then I know that I'm not. I'm in. I'm. A, I'm not in the right place. Uh, I look for someone that's gonna stretch, uh, stretch me and uh, stretch, uh, stretch, uh, stretch my knowledge and you know stretch me to the point where you know that I'm am I'm able to uh, to accomplish the things that I need to do and make me a better person. So that's one thing that I look for high standards. Okay. Okay, well, and, and a lot of times, let me just say this. Thank you very much. Welcome all of our guests. And uh, we're talking about, amen, models of leadership, and tonight we're specifying the life of the leader. We, we, we talked about last week, you know, that when we look at leaders, you know, we look at them in, in terms of, you know, do they deserve a father? You know, and a lot of times you... You see people, you see, I wonder why he doesn't have any followers. I wonder why she doesn't have any followers. And then you have to ask yourself the question, who they deserve to be followers? You know, the only way you can make that determination relates to their character. You know, there may be things that are flawed. There may be things that are not right. There may be things that are clearly, obviously, uh, going against the grain of individuals who may not feel that that's the person they want to follow. And now tonight we're talking about you know, in respect to the model lifestyle, having a father, that that you have to see something in the individual if you desire to want to follow them. You have to see something in that individual if you desire to want to follow them. And most of the time, there has to be something that is obvious, uh, noticeable, obvious, attracted to, obvious desire to follow them. Uh, that they connect to the leaders, in particular, even the churches. You know, the, the churches are no more than a reflection of the leader of the church. And when people come into churches, they come into churches looking at the leader. That's why most of the time they may not know the name of the church, 
that they can tell you the name of the pastor, you know, because they are not looking at the name of the church in association to uh, the leadership. They're looking at the name of the pastor in association to the leadership of the church. So most of the time, you know, you people say, well, you know, what church are you going to I don't know the church. What's your pastor name? Oh, yeah, so-and-so. Oh, I know him. Because that's more relevant and more prevalent to characteristics of why people connect the churches. So one of the things that I want you all, if you're taking notes to look at, is that what do you see? What did you see in that leader to make you want to follow them? And not only that, but then uh, you have to ask yourself the question. This is something that I feel uh, if there is relevant reasoning for your following, then you have to ask yourself the question. Am I committed to follow? Let's talk about it. Am I committed to follow? Let's go. When we look at model leadership, Sister Anderson, one of the questions we have to ask ourselves, once we see what we, amen, consider to be valuable, consider to be something that we want, Reverend Jenkins, am I committed to follow? Because now, you know, once you, you look at a life of a leader and you, there's something that you are attracted to and something that appeals to you and you make this uh, assertion of, hey, this person can help me. This person can help me grow. This person can help me get to what God is leading me. This person has the ability to help my uh, spiritual maturity and development. Once you get there, the question you have to ask is step in, am I committed to follow? Let me just say this down before you start. Jesus went alone to see Galilee in Matthew, and he uh, began to call disciples. And even in many events where he called disciples, sometimes the disciples were leery in following him. Like in John 6 and 68, uh, Jesus asked his disciples, will you also go away? And he said, Peter said, to whom shall we go? To whom shall we turn to? And even, you know, when he talked about in Matthew, birth, where I have death, and foxes have holes, and the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. That, that led out of, Everybody wanted to go do this, do this, do this, do this. And Jesus had to conclude by saying, he who puts his hand to the gospel plow and looks back is no longer fit for the king. Committed to leadership, what do you have to say? If you want to see a model leadership system, what do you have to say about committed to leadership? Well, once you have obtained that model that you are looking for, Yes, at that time and at that point, it should be a commitment because then you're going to want more. And as that leader uh, teaches or give directions, you're going to absorb it more. And then you're going to get desire, and it's going to become a hunger for you. Um, it's not going to be a situation where <clears throat> you're not quite sure because once you know that this is what you need to help you grow spiritually, yes, you're going to hold on and you're going to take, you're going to attach yourself to that leader because you're going to want to know more about what the Word of God is saying through that man or woman of God. Amen? And that's true. But, you know, in, 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 in genuine hindsight, you know, most people, they see, and let me just give you a tip. For example, people come in and join churches, but they never commit to leadership. They never commit. There's something they saw, there's something that they felt. They just don't walk up and say, wow, I want to follow this guy, or this was just an emotional thing. No, there's something that they saw, they desired, they felt that this individual could contribute to their life and helping them to develop and grow spiritually, and amen, giving them insight and revelation and so forth and so on. Now, in order for that relationship that, amen, uh, they've seen to be developed, there must be commitment. And most of the time, they can just say it's straightforward. Down there, most people don't make that commitment. And that's why they are, amen, not able to reach the plateau of what they see in the leader in their own lives. Let me go, amen, Apostle Hayden. All right, Apostle, what do you have to say concerning, amen, commitment? 
Bishop, I was just sitting there thinking. The Bible said that uh, before I formed you in the belly, I ordained you and I sanctified you. That's so, right. And it says in Ephesians 2 and 10 that we are workmanship created. So right. all the qualities and, and the things that you're asking us tonight, they're in us automatically. And then you ask the other question, are we willing to allow anyone to uh Show us how to develop. That's the whole key thing right there in being a leader. I think it starts as, at childhood uh, when you're back in the stage of beginning to be, I want to be this and I want to be this and I want to be that. I think right there uh, starts some form of becoming a leader because if I can think about my childhood, I've always remembered some people saying, oh, I, you, you always take in charge. You always you know, volunteering, you're always doing something that's helping people or giving some advice. So I, I think leadership starts uh, well before you become an adult and lining up and knowing what kind of character or personality that you're going to be and that what you're going to draw, be drawn to be. But I also feel, too, on the on the flip side, too, that you can start out one way as well and then develop into becoming a leader uh, that them hidden attributes that you have in life, someone can spot, and also bring those out too. So I believe there's two ways that we can that a leader can be born. Well, I mean, I, I, all leaders, if they are going to be leaders, they must be born. You know, that's the obvious way you know. And if they're never born, they can never come forth with potential leadership. But one of the things that I've always looked at from the realistic perspective is that commitment of leadership. You know, because one, there's a lot of uh, people who connect but not commit. Let me say that again. There are a lot of people who connect but don't commit. And when we start looking at leadership as a whole, we have to make sure that we are looking at leadership in in the eye of commitment. And, you know, because we connect. And I said that they come to the church and they connect, but they don't commit. You know, there has to be something that they see in me. We're talking about models of leadership, models of leadership. And these are things that people see. And they say, wow, you know, it's just like Dr. Williams and other guys that I've committed myself to follow in leadership. You know, I saw certain things in these guys, and I said, wow. God can help me here. This guy can point to me here. This guy can help make the positive in my life here. As a result of that, you're able to see a lot more, do a lot more, and accomplish a lot more when you commit. Because without that commitment, you're not going to get the benefits of that relationship. You connect, but you don't commit. Hey, man, I think so. I look at you as being one of the leaders that I really admire in your style, your personality, and your character, and and how you lay the the format out. And then, uh, you know, that you can walk away and know that when you come back, how many days that you may be away, that that project could be done. That's the way I look at my uncle. And and that's the way I want people to uh, believe in me, Uh, you know, and my wife is always pushing that, too in my life as being the forefront of my personality, that you, you have to have a, 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 a personality where that people know that they can count on you. And and knowing that when they ask you to do something, that they know that you are, that, you know, follow through. And I, and I think that's, that I, you know, I think as being a leader, as a young leader growing up right now, even in life at my age, you know, I'm looking at a lot of things and that, what it takes to be a true leader. So I'm drawing a lot of things not only from you, but from Pastor, uh, uh, just from the leaders that are on the call tonight, you know, and taking these notes because, you know, that vehicle that Sister Sonia uh, laid out uh, at the beginning of the call, you know, I got in that car. And, you know, and it causes you to, uh, we call it pre-trip and get ready to drive the truck. So, you know, a leader has to do a pre-trip over his life to make sure that everything is up to par, even before he goes out. So I'm quite sure that's something that you do and that we all do, that before we go into everybody, we go over uh, an evaluation to make sure that we're uh, doing a full presentation 
as being a leader. Amen. And that's true. That's true. You know, and, and in every aspect, one of the things that we have to look at, especially with subject matters of this magnitude, because we're talking about models of leadership and we're talking about, you know, one that the leader deserves a following last week. Now we're talking about a leader's life that models something that's being attracted to and people connect to leaders but don't commit to leaders. Therefore, their lives are not able to reach the platform that they need. You know, and that's one of the things that uh, I felt has been the downfall of progressive and continual leadership, a lack of commitment. You said again, a lack of commitment. You know, people want to be leaders, but they don't want to commit themselves. You're not going to get there unless you commit yourself to becoming a leader. I think that's where we are now. We have to give ourselves Give ourselves a fair chance of developing and growing. The only way we can do that is through commitment, not just commitment. Because if you connect and don't commit, you know, you won't be genuine, uh, you won't be sincere about what you do. So we thank you very much, Apostle. Let me go down the line, amen, and I'll come back to you all one more time for final comments. What do you have to say, Um, As far as commitment, I look at commitment as uh, dedication. And uh, you mentioned one thing that a lot of people do connect, but they're not committed. Uh, they're not in it for the long haul. And you mentioned also about the 12 disciples. They were committed to Jesus. Uh, 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 committed uh, to Jesus, uh, his disciples was, uh, you know, they was loyal to him, they were faithful. Uh, we we seen that it was just one Judas that was, he was, he connected, but he wasn't committed. And uh, we see that in our organizations. We see people along for the ride, but they're not committed to the vision. And those people, um, that's long for the ride, uh, they only they are temporary. So you have to be able to commit to the leader and follow the leader, uh, follow whatever leader that you may be under. So, yes, definitely commitment uh, in leadership is necessary because it's going to show your loyalty towards that leader and faithfulness. And God will say if you honor faithfulness, so I believe that, you know, all that up under the same umbrella of um, as being dedicated uh, to, uh, to the leader that you're under. Amen. Well, Reverend Jenkins said this, and I thought it was very well spoken. He asked the question, is everybody wants to be great? And that is true. Not, you know, you really don't value your network. <clears throat> Not that you have to be. Uh, greatest passes and else would be great in your own stature, in your own eyes. And he says, long that, but in order for that to manifest itself, you have to learn how to be a leader. And then he says, he asked this question, are leaders born? Uh, often, in my experience, you know, questions of these, uh, this magnitude always come with great fights. And I mean, one, all leaders have to be born, but most of the time people ask this question in light of on leaders, you know, or people that are coming to the world that are natural, genuine leaders, they just haven't, and that's probably yes, that people who just come in who are predestined to leadership and being able to accomplish their goals and purposes and be able to be above and out front and these are things that I think that are divinely orchestrated by God. Now, you know, just that there are leaders that are born with the ability and special gifts of leadership. There are people that are born who do not possess initially those gifts but are able to develop those gifts and become great leaders. I'm not 
going to rule out 51 half, 51 and a half dozen of The point I'm making is that uh, both have potentials, you know, to become great, and that's all that matters. Uh, Jacobs also says, the model leader is we and not a me. You know, it should always be we, an individual, we collectively, when looking at yourself in comparison to those who leave, get all inclusive and not exclusive. Let me say it again. It's all inclusive but not exclusive, which means you're not supposed to leave out anyone, but we include everyone in what we do because we are leaders. So even when they're not directly involved, they're not excluded. And that's what breaks so many times when it comes down to leadership. So with that being said, we just give God praise, honor, and glory tonight. It's powers, I mean, what do you have to say? Closing, you know, concerning tonight's lesson, model the leadership, leadership lifestyle that attract people to come in, be a part of that leader's organization or part of that leader's team. What's your comment in in the private process? We maybe have to bring this thing to a head. Can you hear me, Mr. Thomas? I might have lost it. Let me let me go up. Uh, Apostle, what do you have to say in reference to uh, to that when it comes down to you know leaders and connecting and commitment and all the things that we've shared as relates to model leadership? You know what we have to do and how we have to go about doing it. Um, what's your take? Uh, in closing, Bishop, I think you know a, a true leader leaves back, leaves a legacy, uh, leaves something that can be studied and analyzed, uh, leaves the trail of where the beginning started and and where they uh, ended, but it just doesn't end there. Uh, a true leader leaves a foundation that will be passed on to others to to model after, and. Um, and my prayer request as well, I would like for you to continue to pray for my special need aunt as well as my grandparents and uh, pray for our First Lady as well and give her strength for the week. And I uh, pray for my pastor and his wife as well as for your uh, ministry and as for your First Lady and those that are on the line and Reverend Jenkins and all those that are on the uh, Internet. Amen. We will do that. Amen. Let me just give God praise and on and glory to our pastor, amen, amen, always, amen, tuning in. Well, you have to take this answer. Amen. Uh, in my closing comments, Bishop, you know, to be a model uh, of an effective leader, one of the most and foremost requirements is that you have a, a, a humble spirit. You have to humble yourself because there's always something that, even though you may come in, and I think you said that earlier with the knowledge, but there's always going to be something that you can learn from. Uh, there's always going to be something that you could have missed. So with that being said, it's always good to have a teachable spirit that is open, and it's not where you can close it and with the thoughts of saying, I know it all. It's not a know-it-all process because there's always going to be something that you can learn. Uh, my prayer request is to continue my growth in the Word of God, continue to pray for my family, my kids as well. And uh, i like a special prayer for uh, one of my dear friends that would sit above us at the football games, me and my uh, sister Doris Signator. Uh, she was Doris Fields from Port Allen. Uh, she passed and went on to be with the Lord. So we're going to pray for strength for her family and her two children as well. Amen. 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 Let me go back down and see if Sister Thomas is connected. Amen. With the, uh, amen. Reverend Jenkins, Sister Thomas, any final comments? Hi, this is Sister Thomas. 
for your final comments and questions. Oh, my final request is that uh, I thank God for the opportunity uh, for you, Bishop, uh, like always, um, taking the time out and teaching us um, on leadership uh, and all the guests out there. Um, the topic on uh, model uh, lifestyles uh, leaders is determine credibility. I think that that's something that we should take to heart. We are looking for a credible leader. Uh, and as we have leaded ourselves, that people are going to be watching you. And uh, first of all, this, you know, we have to build the trust in the people. Uh, that plays a major part in a credibility, building trust. Uh, also, uh, setting high standards for your followers, uh, that also plays a major part in, in credibility as well. Um, one of the things that I took to heart tonight that I know people can't connect to you, but are they committed? And I believe that you need, we need to have more, we need to be more committed to whatever umbrella that we are under. Even we need to be committed to Jesus Christ, uh, our Lord and Savior. Uh, you know, are we working? Are we faithful to him? You know, we have to look at our own lifestyle and, and make sure that we are doing the things that we need to do. I pray request that uh, the students, uh, the college students are be going back to college starting, starting tomorrow. So I would just pray for all those students uh, that's going into higher education that, you know, that they go with the mindset that they are going to uh, join uh, their they're trying to reach their goals that they have a mind open to receive whatever their facilitator may be putting out. And that's my prayer request. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Your God, praise on you for those comments. Amen. Reverend Jenkins, amen, says a great word tonight. Glory to God. Keep it up to prayer. Still living on the relevant feeling better. Still no programming yet on Jam Radio, but we continue to pray. Remember this church family. And also, amen, good friend. Got a chance to see Andre Fouch here. And amen, Baton Rouge. Your name, Hurricane Katrina. Um, we did a big thing on it, Jimmy Swagger and Peter Jake. Uh, they came in, and uh, he came in. Got a chance to personally meet him, and I thank God for that tonight. Let me just say this to all of y'all. Just want to spend a little time uh, really dealing with this. He's not just proud of us early because I want to enlighten all of us as relates to leadership. And as we look out and look for leadership, we have to we have to have some uh, um. Some standards that are going to be something that uh, we can uh, that we can uh, to be able to bring into place. I think we have to have all of the right things, glory God, before us. So I think we have to have all of the right things before us. Uh, and if they're not before us, it's going to be hard for us to be able to accomplish anything, glory to God, and respect to that. So, you know, we have to make sure that we're all on the same page, that we understand what God is doing um, in that aspect. So don't don't think it's strange tonight that we're here. Don't think it's strange tonight that, that God has put us here and, you know, Here's one of the things that I've always said. Don't take this for granted as being insulting. Take this for granted as being informative. That if a person has no followers, you need to not consider that person as a leader. Now, let me just say this. Uh, I'm talking personal leadership right now, not anything else, but the point I'm making is when you start looking at leaders, especially in attributes of people you want to follow, 
you know, than what we expect. Uh, that there must be photos, prototypes that are connected to this leader. So one of the things that I I consider to be very noteworthy that is that, you know, every one of us in here, you know, if we uh, look at an individual who we think don't deserve a following, and if we look at an individual whose model lifestyle is not credible and he has no following, then sometimes we should not bother to follow that individual. Now, the principle of what I'm saying is this. What I mean by following is that you would obviously know that this person uh, has, you know, uh, uh, abilities to attract, abilities to lead, abilities to go forth and do great and marvelous things, and you have seen the proven works of individuals. Because, one, you know, when you start looking at, and I think it's Thomas said, and respect to higher standards. I mean, we lay them out in the sense of us going around, feeding around the bush. Ladies and gentlemen, my standards are very high. And, you know, it's high impact for me because I know that in order to develop leaders, you have to raise the standards. Similar to today's message, you know, you have to get them to go the extra mile. They're going to have to do the extra, what I call tutelage. You know, they're going to have to go out and do some things that they're not accustomed to doing. And in this light, we have to be very honest with ourselves because on too many occasions and too often, we have hurt ourselves by not, let me say this again, not committing to relationships we're connected to Therefore, we cannot see the benefit of the relationship, especially as to what we can gain from it and what that relationship ultimately has to offer us. And so, you know, just take a moment and look at, you know, where you are spiritually and look at your life. And, you know, people, you know, they follow people for all the wrong reasons. They follow people for various reasons. I'm not here to judge why they follow as much as what they're getting from what they're following. How can they see any improvement or anything that is materialized and came out of their life? And so we have to uh, be honest with ourselves tonight that there too many times and too many occasions, many people are not able to get what they need in order to be successful in what they're doing, you know, as it relates to leadership. And so when you are put in a position of leadership and you're placed in a position of leadership, that, you know, people will follow you based on, you know, what I just said, credibility, you know, proven track record. They will follow you based on that. And here's the thing that, uh, many don't see and many don't know, but at the end of the day, they lose. At the end of the day, they fall short. At the end of the day, they don't make it because they have failed or neglected to see uh, this influence of leadership. Why am I following someone? Why am I connecting to someone that I'm not willing to commit to? And I think that's where we go wrong. Welcome again from the seven. We're talking about models of leadership, and we're talking about models of leadership in reference to why people follow uh, leaders. You know, and what do they see in them that would make them want to connect to them? But not only that, the development stage of leadership it's always, amen, seen in the commitment aspect. Let me say that again. The developmental stage of leadership is always seen in the commitment aspect of leadership. And that's how you see Reverend Jenkins gets four, five, six, seven, eight, 
dynamics and his monsters, Hades, and Thomas, you know, that, that that commitment is what determines that growth, it determines that level of growth and elevation. I can say that my life personally uh, has developed through commitment to leadership. It's a price to pay for me, but the benefits are so, so, so much rewarding that you don't regret the time that you spent, you don't regret the time that you've given. And so, you know, we're talking about this credibility factor. You know, what we have to learn how to do is if we don't see what we are looking for, if we don't see anything that we are attracted to, although you may connect, if you don't commit, you need to start looking for another model. I think, you know, we connect to people that we are not committed to, and if we don't commit, then we need to disconnect and start looking for another model. And I want to just really lay that out there for each and every one of us to look after, because if you're not going to be committed, you know, people ask me all the time, you go down to, to Mobile, you, you go down faithfully, you, you don't miss it. You're always there. And I tell them I'm committed. I'll never see the benefit of anything that I'm not willing to commit myself to. Let me say that again. I'll never see the benefits of anything that I'm not willing to commit myself to. That is one of the greatest hindrances and why people who connect never see the benefits of the connection is because they fail to commit. Because they fail to commit, they never see the benefits of what they're connected to. That is sad because, you know, you put forth the connection, but you won't make the commitment. And so if you don't see that commitment through that connection, then it may be time for you to look for another model in leadership. So with that being said, I want all of us to really become more conscious, more conscious of our commitment this year, more than we did last year. We want to see elevation. If we want to see matriculation, if we want to see our lives develop and mature, we're going to have to. As leaders and as potential leaders, we're going to have to commit ourselves. The Holy Spirit is moving in here. The Spirit of God is flowing in here. And I'm telling each and every one of you tonight that when you start making that commitment and not just that connection, you're going to start seeing something you've never seen before. You're going to start experiencing something you've never experienced before. And it's all going to become apparent to you that through commitment, you saw development. I say through commitment, you saw development. I want all of you all to really take into consideration. Through commitment, you saw development. Because I was willing to commit myself. I don't want to connect it, but I committed myself. And I was faithful. And I was there. I did all the things that I should have done. Because of that, because of that, I saw the God. All my life become better. I saw the fruits of my labor. I saw things beginning to happen for me. I saw other people beginning to receive and beginning to really grasp and grow and develop because of my commitment to that connection. And then it made me a better leader. And I started seeing people looking at the characteristics and the traits of my life and desiring to follow me because I connected and committed to a leader that I was desiring to follow. With that being said tonight, let us go. Amen. Before the throne of grace, that we may obtain help, 
find mercy in the time of need. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We ask that you look down upon each and every one of us. As we stand in your presence tonight knowing that we need you. And we can't make it without you, Lord God. We thank you for Reverend Jenkins and we pray for him and Sister Vanessa, Lord, and we know that he's been up under the weather. Lord God, he's not been able to do a lot of things. But Lord, we speak strength over his life and in his life. And Lord God, we just thank you right now that you're going to minister to him and to his family, Lord God. And then, Lord, we pray for his church family. Pray for their newly elected pastor, Lord God. And Lord God, we just pray that you will continue. Lord God, guard his heart and his mind. And then, Lord, we pray for Sister Anderson. We pray for Lord God, our family, Lord God. Pray, Father God, for the things that are important and concerning in her life. Lord, we just ask that she minister. Lord God, continue to her that she may continue to grow in grace and knowledge of your son, Jesus Christ. And then, Lord, we lift up Apostle Hayden, Lord God, we pray, Father God, for uh, Lord, Lord God, and we continue to pray, Lord God, for his ministry, and we pray for his wife, Lord God, the works that they are doing, Lord God, that you continue, Lord God, to pour out your spirit upon them, and Lord God, help them to become all that you have called them to be. Lord God, we honor you right now in the name of Jesus, and we pray, Father God, for Lord God, his love his ministry, Lord God, we pray for the apostle and his ministry, Lord God. He will continue, Lord God, to do the things that are pleasing in your sight. Then, Lord, not only that, but we lift up this promise to you as well. Lord God, we continue to pray, Father God, for her, for our family, Lord God, and we continue to pray that you will continue to, to use her, Lord God. Lord God, to elevate her, God, and continue to, to bless her and Lord God, stand by. Lord God, we just ask, Lord God, that you would just, Lord God, be there, Lord God, as a, as a pillar, Lord God, and as a, Lord God, as a, Lord God, a resource, Lord God, in heaven. Then, Lord, now we ask that we thank you for the impact conference here on Talkshoe. We continue, Lord God, exalt you, Lord God. We pray for all of our guests tonight that have been a part. Lord God, we ask that you look upon me. Continue to bless me to be able to come forth and teach these principles of leadership that I consider would make, Lord God, the kingdom of God a better place for people to come in and find green pastures, lead them inside the still waters. God, we just thank you right now. We praise you right now. We honor you. You will continue to give me glory, honor, and praise always in the matchless and mighty and merciful name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we do pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I want to thank God for all of you all, and amen. We're going to go off to life. Amen. And we're going to go off, amen. That's such a powerful um, such a great, great time today in our worship experience, and and truly, God was good to us. And so, I just want you all to continue to pray for our music ministry, and that God will continue to breathe on it and continue to bless us. Just ask Him God's presence to rest. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. I have enjoyed, amen, your presence, for your participation. May the Lord always stand by you. We just believe that God is going to continue to bless your efforts. We're going to continue to know that God is with you. This is your host, Broadcasting Live from the CWE studios in the beautiful city of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Saying always, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Amen. 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 Amen
And in Jesus' name we pray. Let us all pray. Amen. Keep us in your prayer. May God bless you always. Enjoy yourself.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.